From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of July 27th, 2011 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Tracy Heinrichs. Julie Martin. <laughs> Julie Martin. <laughs> Our good friend, Ben. Uh, Kevin Close and John Magi. Back in the peanut gallery, everybody else. Listen to the, listen to the other shows. Uh, I, too many people to announce. I love you all, but you're all back there now. Uh, in this segment, um, something very special that uh, actually Ben uh, brought to us. Uh, they're in town uh, on vacation this week, visiting. And, of course, as I mentioned uh, earlier, Tracy Heinrichs is one of our spectacular Dreams Unlimited travel agents. And uh, you are spectacular. And Thank you. we tell you that all the time. <laughs> you actually, uh, one of my girlfriends, you're her travel agent. Really? Yep. Am I spectacular to her, too? Yes. Thank God. Julie, backhand her. (laughs) Talking to the mic. Mic. (laughs) Um, And uh, uh, Ben Ben has a a form of autism known as Asperger's. And uh, he's now 15 years old. And, uh, you know, Walter and I uh, just met Ben, you know, within the last year. And if Tracy hadn't told me, told us that you had Asperger's, we never would have guessed. So you've obviously come a long, long way. Um, and when you offered up the uh, that you wanted to do this segment, that you thought it was important to do this segment, I mean, I was thrilled. Um, and the number of, of, of parents we have on the site uh, that have children with autism is sadly large. It's a large audience. And I think getting this perspective is something that is just, you know, invaluable for them mm-hmm. uh, because you can talk about it from, you know, being younger coming to Disney. Because you've, how many times now do you think you've been at Disney World? Easily over 30. Over 30. So <laughs> you can talk about it. You can talk about it, you know, throughout your life. And, you know, fr- from kind of two different perspectives because you just had your first day on your own in Epcot. Your mother cried the entire time, <laughs> but I got a little teary too, Ben. <laughs> so, why don't we why don't we start out talking about uh, uh, just talking about you know what your experience is like, especially when you were younger, what it was like uh, being in the parks. You know, it's a lot of stimulation. It's a lot of stimulation. And this apparently is, you know, is, is difficult for kids with autism. So why don't you kind of talk about that and what your memories of that were? All right. Um, hi, I'm Ben. I'm 15 years old. Uh, I've been to Disney uh, over 30 times since I was three. Uh, I have Asperger's, which is a type of autism, and also sensory integration disorder, which is basically like sound, sights, smells, uh, everything that includes senses. Uh, kind of overload for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So when I was younger, I needed a lot of assistance in the parks, um, which Disney does help a lot with. Um, but I loved going to Disney because I felt, quote, normal here. We have a friend named Skip, 
And he says the same thing. Says the same thing. Skip has cerebral palsy. And so, you know, entirely different disability. But he says the same thing that Disney kind of levels the playing field. Disney makes him feel free. Yeah. Yeah. Ben used to use those words at a very young age as well. And also, I think this information will be important, not just for autistic kids, but I think a lot of kids with special needs will feel the same way as they're, you'll see a lot of similarities in what they're feeling. All right. um, My mom would just do stuff that I was comfortable with, which was very little at a young age. Um, Sorry. That's all right. Some trips I could do more than others, uh, just depending how I was at the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things that uh, I and other autistic kids ha- have trouble with, uh, first thing is the rides. Um, just having the fear of the unknown and what's going on in the ride ahead, uh, that can be frightening. Uh, also, the darkness in the rides. Um, queue is a big thing, too, because you always feel so claustrophobic within mm-hmm. the queue lines. Uh, also, with the social aspect, because people are close by. If they touch you, you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Bob did some videos of ride-throughs in the park, and we had an auti- um, the mom of an autistic child write to us and tell us that they would watch those ride-throughs over and over again, and it helped them prepare for their visit to the park. So, All right. Um, another big thing is uh, characters. Um, when you're smaller, they're, they're huge to you, and uh, it's very intimidating. Also... Uh, they don't really talk much at all, so uh, you just feel uncomfortable, awkward. You don't know uh, what there's. Well, I don't. I'm not autistic, and I feel that way. So, <laughs> I mean, not to make light but, of this, but a lot of what you're talking about, I think people in general have some degree of this. But especially yes. children, right. no matter children. no matter what, yeah. um, you know, people talk about having small children that you know, maybe at the age of one they're not afraid, but once they reach like the age of three or four. Right. It's very daunting. But it takes on, I think, a different... Uh, it goes to a different level. It does. Everything is just magnified right. just a little bit more to the point where it becomes debilitating. Right. But you also have the whole idea, this is why people want a trip plan, because they want to know what's a, what's a ride like. Yeah. Exactly. What are the well, it just it like? takes that trip planning, the requirement right. for trip planning, to a whole other level, I think, when exactly. you have a child that, right. that's, that's autistic. All right. Um, uh, another big thing are the crowds. Um, it's... So uh, packed in, uh, you're all around. You start to ma- feel uh, claustrophobic, and uh, it kind of just gives you the sweats a little bit, because, like even more than the heat, because uh, people are elbowing you, uh, walking near you, and you, you don't know what's going on at the time. Okay, I, I can't obviously, you know, imagine like how you feel, but if seems to me like maybe it's like a scene in a movie you know when someone is standing still and it seems like everything's just going by really fast since i've had my eye surgery i have trouble in crowds i don't have as much peripheral vision as i used to have and john will tell you i've said to him i have to leave when they're all moving towards me or moving inside and outside of my field of vision i get those same sweats yeah so again what, what julie said i can't Mm-hmm. Now, feel what you're feeling, but I understand. Now, talk to me about, you know, as you would experience these things, what, how would it manifest? I mean, what, what kind of reaction would you have? Would you melt down? Would you? Yeah, he would. Especially yeah. at a younger age, it was really hard because when he's younger, everything is so much bigger than him. Right. So it's different at his height now, being in a crowd, he can manage it a little better. Mm-hmm. He's bigger than most of us. Yeah. Exactly. But at that time, it was a lot harder. 
And so it would be melting down, and it would just be me seeing he was completely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And he would withdraw into himself. Sometimes a meltdown isn't just screaming and yelling and mm-hmm. freaking out. Sometimes it's just he's so within himself, and you can just see the fear on his face. That Did he you just... find you were making excuses for him? Oh, yeah. That's got to be tough. It's really tough because you're constantly being judged as a parent with any special yeah. needs child. Everything. You know, for a while, um, Ben will talk a little bit later, but when he was too big for the stroller, we used a wheelchair because he needed that safety zone. He needed right. that area where people couldn't get right in his space. And so many people, he looks like he can walk. Why is he in a chair? Mm. And I would ask him directly. That's what drives me crazy. I gotta tell you, this makes me carnival ape crazy. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many people I've told on the boards that it's none of your freaking business why someone's in a wheelchair. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because you just don't know. And I mean, to verbalize that to somebody... Now, now, Ben, what I what I find interesting is is you you know you have these react you at a younger age in particular you have these reactions, but you wanted to come back. Uh, yeah, because honestly, in everyday life, uh, you just feel so different from everyone else, and uh, wow, like you just never fit in. But in Disney, uh, as Kevin said, the great equalizer. Yeah, exactly. Um, you look all around, and they accept everyone. Uh, everyone accepted and all that. Yeah. They also go out of their way to make sure that the tools are there for you to feel comfortable. Exactly. All right. Um, so moving on, another th- uh, thing that really makes uh, made me uncomfortable was the fireworks. Because the sudden loud yeah, bangs. Heard this. Yeah. yeah. The sudden loud bangs, the noises. Uh, you same with unknown you don't know when the next pop is going to happen and it kind of just makes you retract a little bit and cringe basically did you do do anything to help with that like did you just cover your ears or maybe use like a special pair of uh yeah we would uh uh most of the time my mom would cover my ears for me uh (laughs) but sometimes i would use uh headphones as well okay oh okay yeah but but uh, but you enjoyed the fireworks though. Oh yeah, you really love to see them. So yeah, okay, I can I can see, okay I can yeah. See that. See, because we've heard again, we're coming back to those videos we've heard from parents on the site that the videos, you know, not not just the videos we put up, but uh, the videos a lot of Disney sites put up where they have ride throughs of the attractions and they have uh, the the full fireworks shows that they part of their prep would be to sit and watch these over and over again with their kids. So that it kind of takes some of that surprise element yeah. out. Yeah, these are not the kids that you're going to want to wait in for the big surprise. Yeah. You don't want to have surprise. the big reveal when you're here. No. These aren't the kids you want to do that with. No. Skip also talk, I, I, I spend a lot of time with Skip, and I'm sure he would not mind me talking about this. But we, we were at Epcot one night, and we, um, Skip and I went inside and sat inside one of the buildings. The loud noises... Um, create muscle spasms for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the same with me. Wow, really? Yeah. At least you grew up in an age where they have noise-canceling headphones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, another big thing is the weather conditions and getting wet and sweating and stuff, uh, especially with my sensory uh, integration disorder. Um, like, if you're sweating and your shirt starts sticking to you, it makes you really uncomfortable. It's the same with getting wet. Like, if you're going down Splash Mountain or something, uh, once you get off, it starts making you really uncomfortable because your clothes are sticking to you. You can feel the uh, drops of water uh, rolling down your body, and it's so, I mean, extremely So, everything is just 
it's overly sensitive for him. Everything. Everything. I mean, I, I mean, like, I don't like being wet, but exactly. I can understand how it could get mm-hmm. to the point where he basically probably just wants to take your clothes off, right? When yeah. He's yeah. like, I want to get when it off. When he says he doesn't like it, like, it's to the point where he is, uh, like, he's completely out of sorts. Do you bring, like, a spare t-shirt or anything, like, if you do do a water ride? Uh, I just don't do water rides. Okay. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> I, I don't have sensory integration disorder and i don't like walking around the park wet so i don't do them either yeah uh all right uh another big thing was phantasmic i mean i did end up going uh to it every time i came but at the time it's very scary because uh the reasoning inside your brain at the time while watching it it can't tell you right away oh this isn't real what's happening up on the mountain uh, isn't actually happening uh (coughs) so at the time, it's scary, and you think it's real, and it just terrifies you. Okay. That's crazy. I mean, like, I can't imagine feeling that way. Yeah. You've done yeah. a really good job, because he is so educated just, about exactly. His, well, this is what I, this is what, this is what I'm saying, is that, you know, uh, you know uh, Tracy and Ben were with us on the April uh, Backstage Magic Tour out in California, and, you know... Honestly, Ben was like a highlight of the trip for us, for Walter and I in particular. Um, and it was just none of we, we, you know, we didn't see any of of that. Now during that trip, I mean, was any of this weighing on you? Was any of this affecting you? Yes. You do an amazing job. So like, of talk not, a little bit about that. Were you worried in advance of something happening, or did something happen that affected you? Well, other than the the scary two gay men. <laughs> That were like he doesn't you know, tend to worry in advance too much. No, it's he, what happens during the time, and mm-hmm. so so like on that trip, talk to me about maybe some of the things that that, that kind of set you off and how you dealt with it. Um, something that he told me uh, we don't want to share with our our listeners because it's a surprise on the ABD trip, but something happens at Imagineering that's a surprise to everyone, and because it was okay. something that we didn't talk about and a lot of people don't talk about because they want to leave it as a surprise, I don't think he was prepared for. So I was terrified. Mm. He was terrified. When but you did it. He did it. You know yeah. why he did it? He did it because yep. of Walter. Because well, of yeah, because you, you, you stood up to your fear and you wouldn't actually address this thing. And I, I had no idea that you were... You know, I mean, I knew you didn't like characters, but I didn't know it was like that intense. And you just went and, like I said, you, you behaved like a trooper, got your picture taken with the thing that we're talking about, and it was... It was awesome. Okay, you're giving amazing, away way too much. The amazing thing about okay, that was that he um, he was able to say to Walter, Walter, I'm scared. When Walter said, are you going to get your picture taken? He said, Walter, I'm scared. And he doesn't say that to anybody. He holds that kind of stuff back. It may be, ah, no, I don't care. That's not cool. But for whatever reason with Walter, he felt it was okay to say, I'm scared. And so to have Walter go with him and do it, you know, it was it made a big difference. And uh, just some of the crowds. I know I brought a T-shirt for him to wear that didn't exactly work out. So we had a rough morning that morning while he was wearing that T-shirt until we got it changed. What um, was wrong with the T-shirt, can I ask? If, if it, for whatever reason, if it doesn't feel comfortable to mm-hmm. him, and it could be the exact same T-shirt in different colors that could feel different. It could yeah. be a tag in the T-shirt. It could be the way the T-shirt hangs on his body. There can be any number of things. And as he gets older, it's harder and harder and harder for me to identify all of those things. Mm-hmm. So... We just kind of go with what he's comfortable with. But. 
Yeah. Hmm. Every once uh, in a while, I still miss the mark and end up with a T-shirt that <laughs> didn't quite work out. Well, you're never going to receive the Worst Mother of the Year award, so don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, some days, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, another thing uh, that kind of ties in with Fantasmic is 3D shows and interactive shows. Uh, because same reason, the reasoning inside the brain. Uh, you don't realize at the time that what's uh, coming out of the screen isn't actually real, not coming at you. Uh, it's scary, and it kind of just makes you pull yourself back and kind of get away from it. So do you now avoid those 3D shows, or is it just that um, you tell yourself? I usually ride them, but I don't put on the 3D glasses. Gotcha. Oh. That's okay. smart. And, and that was our progress. So we avoided them for a while. And it's like, no, we're not allowed to avoid them anymore. Now the step is we can see them without the glasses. And we still see them without the glasses. Yeah. Hmm. And, and that's even just not even just productions here at Disney, but it's also movies. Yeah. Um, like I went to 3D. see Harry Potter and I kept the glasses off. Okay. Uh, yeah, Bugs Life was another big thing like that. Okay, I really don't well, like Bugs yeah, Life. Yeah, because, I mean, that's not just the 3D with yeah, the Bugs Life. Yeah, it's everything. You got the smells, the feel, the whole overload. overload. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I think from a lot of people it's sensory overload, but especially in your situation. Out, yeah. yeah. Um, strategies that we use. Yeah, strategies that we use to uh, kind of... Uh, make me feel more comfortable in the por- parks and stuff uh where the guest is- one was the guest assistance card uh it, it allowed us to use an alternate entrance when available or wait in an alternate area away from like like away from the queue a little bit so mm-hmm. you weren't kind of packed in can i ask you a question before you go on yes. what was the response to you requesting that card because ben doesn't look like i had absolutely no issue i never had an issue That's all the excellent. years we used it we don't use it anymore um, he's progressed to the point where we can use other strategies that he doesn't need it. Would you explain to people that that's not a front of the line pass? Ben is actually has a really good thing written, and he's going to okay. read it to yeah. explain that because that's really important to me. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it it didn't always mean we skipped the line. It just meant I had a quieter place to wait for uh, the ride. We just waited our turn somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. This is a huge discussion huge. on the board. Yep. The boards about how people are abusing this, and what people don't seem to realize is that folks using a guest assistance card or folks using a wheelchair, this is no longer a guaranteed front of the line. Well, you also have to keep in mind that it's the internet, and at least ten percent of the population is in need of medication. Um, for their bitterness and psychosis. And uh, our forums are certainly no different. So, uh, you know, what it really comes down to when you see somebody uh, griping about a handicapped person getting this or somebody getting a special assistance card that doesn't need it, it's jealousy. They're thinking this person is getting an easier trip through Disney than they are. Well, I also think there's an education involved. I know that when we used a uh, wheelchair, now we didn't ride things that were scary or stuff, but when I was pushing a wheelchair, we often had to wait longer than everybody else because there are two vehicles in the entire system Mm -hmm. that are accessible. So if there's four wheelchairs around in front of you, you have to wait till almost everybody in the line passes you because they let these wheelchair vehicles go through with one person and you have to wait your turn. Right. So it's not really the front of the line. I apologize for taking over your spot here. Ben. 
It's not the. He does it to everyone. It's yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're all used to it by now. I have too much talking disorder. Um, it's not a front of the line pass. Right. Sorry. We had no problem getting the guest assistance card. We would just every time I went, I would just say, "My son has autism. I need a guest assistance card that will allow me to wait in an alternate area when available, and would allow us to use an alternate entrance when available." I was very those? specific. You get it at guest services in any of the parks, mm-hmm. inside guest services, not the. Uh, not the not outside, the outside ticket windows. Right, right. Inside. And what I would usually do is just kind of bring the one from the last trip. Just it saves some time. And they stamped it with what he needed. Um, when he was younger, sometimes we used the stroller as a wheelchair. We and so that. we had that stamp. And that helped, too. So. Excellent. All right. Uh, another thing that helped was using a wheelchair or, when I was a lot smaller, a uh, stroller to create kind of a safety zone, as my mother uh, said. Uh, because people aren't going to be like walking right in your wheelchair and stuff right although so, many tried <laughs> yeah <laughs> right but you still it does provide that it that, 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 that a larger little per, a little bit larger what personal you, space have, what are some of your favorite things like things that don't make you uncomfortable at all <laughs> he's got an order julie he's oh. gonna get yeah uh, you're <laughs> messing me up <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> yeah we're not really uh, that autistic, uh, children, like, autistic children like order <laughs> okay well then you should be leading the show <laughs> yeah, really. because you know we're just messing you up go right ahead, go ahead. uh all go right ahead. um we would also uh take our time on these trips uh we, like we used to go two weeks uh 10 days trips uh so we didn't have like a short amount of time where we had to push everything in uh so what we would do is we'd go to the parks for a few hours in the morning uh we would take a break every day to uh, go back to the resort and swim and uh if i really needed it i got to sleep in some days woohoo <laughs> yeah i think i have asperger's too. <laughs> yeah your disease starts with the same first letters but <laughs> <laughs> oh man wow wow Somebody's going to have a frigid ride on the way home tonight. <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. Uh, no, another thing that did help was my mom would describe anything uh, going to happen uh, in the rider attraction uh, to help like reduce the amount of unknown ahead and uh, the anxiety that uh, comes with it. And how much would you say that helped? Uh, quite a bit, actually. Really? Yes, because really, uh, when you don't know something, uh, people just put pieces of your imagination together but with autism uh it kind of just takes over Mm. and it becomes terrifying okay so it's easier if you have someone you trust that's the big thing that he trusted me so i had to be explicit Mm. yeah and i had to tell him exactly what was going to happen because it took a while to get that trust where he still was afraid because he didn't trust that i was going to tell him everything so it took him a while but once he had that trust like i'm going to tell you exactly how it is then it was a little bit easier. Yeah. So really the planning requirements on your part must have been extraordinary, especially like your first time. Mm -hmm. But I think the difference is I know nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. I know nothing else. I've I've got him. (laughs) I've never planned for, you know, now for clients I do, of course. But with Ben, this is all I knew. So if for us to go to, all I knew was when he went to Disney, he was at his best. Wow, and so Even whatever. Spite, that, I, we see, and it's it, what's amazing about that is that, in spite of the number of challenges Disney could present, in terms of sensory overload, in terms of crowds, in terms of the fireworks and the shows and all the things that could trigger you off, 
in spite of that, it was still him at his best. I'd love right. to hear that. That I is really incredible. That. that is and, such. And, that is so great. And that's what just kept bringing us back. And for the first few visits, we always had to stay up pub century. Our room always had to be in the same area of the resort. It always had to be on the same side, so that when we came in, the plug for his Game Boy was in the same place. The, you know, the drawer that he used to hold his stuff was always in the same place. So for a while, it was even to that degree that we always stayed. It was Pop Century was the resort of choice at the time. That goes to show you what you don't know about people. Because there's people who you, you talk to and they say these things that we have to stay in the same building. You don't know why. Right. right. You're thinking, yeah, whatever, get over yourself. Right. But it's really none of your business. At I mean, the end it, of the day, yeah. But isn't it, isn't it human curiosity to say, well, why do you have to Right, do and if they're willing to share, that's great. Right. But I don't think, I think my point is that a lot of people don't take the time to ask why and actually re- wait for an answer. The snap judgment assume is weird right, out. Right, you assume right away. Okay. Yeah. I hear a lot of little cues from clients as I'm discussing them, as they're you know responding to our questions and stuff. You start to hear that just little things to say oh and then it usually it'll bring me to say well my son has this and we have found a b and c has worked and it opens them up because a lot of parents don't want to just kind of forth you know bring that out and right. and lead with that so it just kind of makes you i think it makes me a little more sensitive to what's being said and what's not being said uh all right um <laughs> Uh, on something new, uh, when I was younger, uh, not much younger, but I would hold on to my m- mother's hand the whole time, uh, kind of just to feel like someone was there, right? Uh, to uh, know that I wasn't alone right there and uh, she could guide me through, kind of. Mm-hmm. And again, that's that sense of trust. Mm-hmm. That's that, yeah. you know. And a lot of our trips were just Ben and I. Mm-hmm. So for a long time, it was Ben and I in the world. So we had that, we had that trust. Uh, all right, I'm gonna uh, move on to things that I liked. Okay. Um, uh, number one thing was the teacups because uh, because one uh, the tea cu- all the teacups uh, only the people in your group can sit in them uh, and they're far apart, so you're not really pushed together. I have to say, we just rolled the teacups this weekend, and, we and were they've pushed gotten together. way smaller. <laughs> <laughs> way, 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 way smaller. Yeah, I feel the same way about the boots at Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> I find that interesting because when I go past the teacups, it drives me insane. The music's loud, the things are spinning, kids are screaming, but because you had sort of control but it, over your teacup. Right, I mean, there's like yeah. it's a personal space. Yeah. I mean, it's just you. So you like ben, spinning then? Ben, are you a spinner or are you sit still? A spinner. Are you? Oh, God. Loves that. And a lot of autistic kids do actually love that motion of spinning. They find it very relaxing. Yeah, it, it always calmed me down. Wow. Yeah. You need to contact Imagineering and get a teacup in your backyard. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write that home and garden show. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> um, all right. Another thing I liked was Tomorrowland Speedway. Uh, because, again, my own private space there. It felt like I was kind of in control because it felt like I was driving. And his mother wanted to pull her hair out. (laughs) (laughs) Seems a lot slower now. (laughs) Oh, it is. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, Another big thing I liked was the live shows and parades Uh, because there wasn't really much interaction. And, uh, I mean... With the characters now inside the live shows and parades, uh, there's more 
uh, audio to it, and it feels more pushed together, and uh, it makes sense. Right. It's more like a story. Yeah, exactly. And so it, the characters are a lot less threatening in that environment because he can see everything else that's going on. Okay. So he's always interested in the characters. He always loved the Disney movies. But that silent character in front of him was just such an awkward situation. What do you say? What do you, you, you can't see their face. You can't read right. their expressions. Yeah. So it was really tough. So seeing the shows and the parades, it's all kind of put in context in something that he can relate to. And so that made a big difference. Wow, I see. I, this is. We you saw know. Beauty and the Beast so many times on our 14 day trip <laughs> that halfway through it, uh, Four for Dollar that used to come out first, they would come out and they would wave to me as we, they were starting <laughs> because we had sat there so many times. Yeah. Um, another big thing for me was the resort pools um, because, you know, when you stick your head in the water, everything becomes muffled, kind of. Mm-hmm. And it's a quiet zone. And wow, I, I never would have thought of that. That's and kind of in the midday, uh, uh, early afternoon, it's never really busy. So it's kind of less crowds. And having a quiet place is great after a long day at the park. I know my mother, uh, when she saw that I was about to have a meltdown or something, uh, she would uh, say to me, all right, let's just get to the buses. And you we'll be at the buses soon and when I was on the bus she'd be like don't worry we're going to the back to the room and we're changing and going to the pool so I assume that's a different wet that's a different wet yeah that's a different wet okay. it's a different wet because you're in that suit that you're supposed to be wet in and mm-hmm. you're controlling and you're controlling and you're controlling how and you as get soon wet. as you're done being wet you're, you're, you're getting dry before your dry clothes are going on now he's getting completely dry before those dry clothes are going on. Yeah. Like to the point where even now he's in the shower, in the bathroom for like 40 minutes air drying before he'll put his clothes on. Because being wet and putting clothes on okay. isn't a good idea. Yeah. Hear that, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> I believe in that, too. Uh, believe it or not, the countries in Epcot were a big thing uh, for me. Because uh, KitKat stations and the passports gives you yeah a, a purpose. It gives you a purpose to go along. Um, usually, the KitKat stations are a little uh, in the back places where it's less crowded and quieter. And it gives uh, back when I was younger and did it. It was a mask. Now it's Duffy, oh. uh, and we we could color on it, and it it just gives you something to focus on. I like the mask better. Yeah, me too. That's uh, that that's. I just I never thought of it like that, but and again, not you know, not having a, a, a child that mm-hmm. that has autism, not going through the parks with that. It's just again not something that I would I would think of. But as you you know, I really like the way you put this together because you're talking about what your challenges are, and then you're talking about how you how you dealt with that and the and the things that are in the parks that allowed you to get through it. And it's it's like wow, just sometimes something so simple like just going to the resort pool and. Yeah. Being under, being able to put yourself underwater, to deaden the sound. Exactly. The, yeah. Uh, but for 15 years old, you seem to know yourself so My well. God. I mean, better than some probably 50 year old people. It's amazing. Yeah. It's just I, I can't, I can't believe. At 15, I wasn't aware of anything. Right. Right. Yeah. And thought you, about driving. You thought about. But you know what the difference is? There's something that he is dealing with. So it's a, it's, it's. It's almost forced upon him to learn about himself, yeah. which I think 
I think it's amazing. Well, I, I think, but I, I think also it's there's a uh, there's a drive to overcome. Right, and that drive was there from a very young age. We were never ever going to accept this is our place in life, mm-hmm. and we will just go with that. That was never acceptable to us. We were always we had the same goals, we had the same everything, and we still do. We have the same requirements. Mm-hmm. We don't, you know, nothing gets dumbed down for Ben. Um, moving forward, moving, growing. That's always the purpose, and so. He just has always grown up with that. Unreal. So it's always it's always about moving forward. Mm. And part of moving forward is understanding yourself mm-hmm. and understanding what works for you and what doesn't. So while for many years I was the one doing it for him, after all those years of me doing it, he just kind of naturally picked it up. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what she said. <laughs> um, I'm stepping all over my piece, Mom. <laughs> Jesus, my time. Um, interventions was a big thing for me uh, because it was never really extremely busy uh, and you got to do your own thing at your own pace you got to see all the new things the people the people at Epcot like cringe hearing you know it interventions was, was someplace I could go to get away from everything <laughs> yeah. have you done any, some of the newer things like where's the fire um, or the piggy bank the where the fire thing freaks them out okay because I, I kind of thought maybe because that's pretty crowded still, and it's still kind of hard to separate Reality from fantasy sometimes. Okay, um, but he does do some of all thrills. Okay, we can wow. talk about, about that. Oh, later. Sorry, later. Okay. Don't be giving away my order stuff again. <laughs> he brought up interventions. Oh my! <laughs> um, They're you turning you on you. Truly squeak. <laughs> he has an eardrum. <laughs> all right. Um. Uh, another great thing was I got to operate the remote control boats uh, that used to be near the Jungle Cruise. I don't know if they're still there. Um, I th- think they are, but they don't run very often. Yeah. They were kind of yeah. off to the side. They might have taken them out by now, but that was something we did often. I think they did take them out. I'm not sure, though. Yeah. Yeah, because it was off to the side. It was never really crowded. Uh, it was not something that you rode. It's just something that you could control and watch, and it was pretty cool. Don't they have those in Disneyland? They used to. I think they got rid of them now. Um, they had they were Disney the, Quest too, where you it was under glass though, and it was like a truck or something. Yeah, no, the ones at Disneyland, I think, were the Disneyland Hotel. Yes, they had the ones what? outside the the uh, Tiki Bar, but I think they got rid of that with the redesign. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Kilimanjaro Safari at Animal Kingdom was a big thing for me uh, because um, it, it, it's like sitting in a car because you got you get your own seat. And you get to see the animals from far away, uh, but it's still something to focus on. There's no, like, loud noises, uh, sudden sights, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was hard in the beginning for him to adjust to the storyline of that attraction, mm-hmm. that, you know, this wasn't really happening. But uh, so once he adjusted to that... But once uh, I've gone on it a couple times and realized that the storyline's kind of competitive, or competitive, repetitive... And, uh, God, yes, it is. <laughs> and he's like, oh, wait, this isn't real. This can't happen that much. When yeah, you get, there you surely go. this isn't happening this last seven times I've been here. That's when you get the tour guide from Columbia, it makes it really exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, final thing I really liked uh, on this list, I should say, uh, was the Rafiki's Planet Watch. Because it was always out of the way again. And uh, you never really found it, like, elbow to elbow uh, busy. Uh it gives you a chance to kind of, for lack of a better term, get it one with nature. Mm-hmm. So now, now these are things that you would do um, 
like uh, so, so you, you you'd go on certain attractions and then when it was time to decompress we didn't do rides and attractions for a long time these okay. are the only things we did okay so we because we weren't doing a lot of our rides and attractions like for a long time think like Winnie the Pooh was not an option it was because of the darkness and there were a lot of a lot of things that weren't options for us for a long time so these were a lot of things we did instead okay. Tracy you're st- you're talking about from what age did um, start. We started going when he was three, and um, we knew there was issues at three, but we didn't have the diagnosis yet. And it was probably four, five, six, probably up to about eight, a lot of this was. And then by, you know, eight, seven, eight, we would start to introduce, you know, we came up with a rule that every visit you had to do something new that you hadn't done before. And uh, we just kind of started implementing things that way. Hmm. Okay. Um, do you think that helped you? Most definitely. So being forced to try something new or knowing that when you were coming here, trying something new was going to happen, did that Uh, cause panic? It it caused plenty of panic. Um, I remember being in line for Test Track and like almost in tears. I was so afraid. But it wasn't like you had to go on Test Track. It was we're going to try something new this trip and that might have been what you settled on. Would it have mattered if it was Test Track versus something else? Let's say if something new that trip had been Spaceship Earth. See, we had worked up to, to Test Track. So okay. in the beginning, something new was we were going to do the boat ride at Norway. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, you know, and in the beginning, something new might have been we're going to do Winnie the Pooh. Okay. Or Dumbo. You know, so it started really mild. And so then how we did you overcome up. Test Track? I'm still working on that one. <laughs> give, give, some yeah, <laughs> give me some pointers on that one. Um, once I'm terrified of that. You just did it. Yeah, once, once you do it, uh, you find... Oh, this isn't so bad. Mm-hmm. Was like there it. a sense of satisfaction with yourself that you did it? For about like five, ten seconds, and then you just kind of forget about it. Okay. <laughs> then it's on to the next challenge. Was that That's how you go forward. What was the something yeah. new this year? Um, Going up this year was, yeah. He went to Epcot by himself. Okay. Went to Epcot by himself, and he's... He did a whole segment by himself you know, on the podcast. He's doing a segment. He's, he's carrying a I segment. Didn't know if, yeah. like, I mean, have you ever done Expedition Everest? Yes. Okay. Yep. I'm not a big We're fan pretty of it. well to the point now where we've done everything where I feel like, okay, you need to try this now. There's things that he's done that he doesn't like. He doesn't like Tower of Terror, so that's off the table. Okay, yeah. now I got I got to tell you something. I now understand why it was such a big deal him being in Epcot on his own Massive. Mm-hmm. Saturday because again, you know, and Saturdays what do I know? A crazy day. I just Epcot. know I know you how you are now. So like she's like all like I could tell she was like I'm like he's 15. It's how I'm can, gonna feel. Of course it's he exactly can be. Exactly how I'm gonna feel. Of course he can <laughs> be in Epcot on his own. He's a, you know he's a big kid. He's 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 uh, uh, handle time. himself. He I mean he's around. articulate. Yeah. He's you know of course. So that's my perspective. Now hearing this, yeah. That's yeah. huge. Now, I have that a you question. did Epcot and on he your wrote own. test track by himself. That's huge. And it broke down while he was on it. Oh my and god! I laughed about it. Did you find uh, anything? That set you off when you were there by yourself? Uh, the crowd and the heat, mo- uh, mm-hmm. mostly. But I did manage to uh, go look at uh, Edie's ice cream, which is Rape Sight Club Cool there. Great ice cream, by the way. Okay. And uh, it, it wasn't really busy there, so it, it kind of gave me a chance to get away. Okay. Awesome. Do you realize that the things you're saying are things that everybody can use? Right? Yeah. 
this is this is these are tricks that everybody can use because I don't have Asperger's and I get overwhelmed with the crowd and the heat and I find that I look for a cool shady spot to sit where I'm kind of alone. So I think what you're telling people is this is something that everybody can build into their planning. Now, Ben, when you go on something that's very, very intense, like Indiana Jones, last time when you were at ABD, does that throw you when you go on something that? Because that's a lot of movement, a lot of jerking, a lot of closeness to people, a lot of darkness. Did that? Uh, how did you deal with that? We didn't do it. Remember, it was broke. Oh, we that's didn't get right. To do it. That's I, I, I have done it before. Uh, yeah. I wasn't a big fan because of the movements and darkness. So there's so much going on in that attraction. Between yeah. what's coming at you and the sound and the shaking of the car, it really is too much. It's kind of like dinosaur and animal oh, kingdom. Yeah, I hate dinosaur. Isn't it the same, that is the same, same ride vehicle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it, we would avoid those. That's not something that he would. So without giving too much away, I think people know this already. You go backstage at that particular ride on the DVD yeah. trip. Does that change the way you feel about something by seeing how it works? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fair answer. So yeah, yeah. it's a fair answer. It's a fair it answer. really doesn't. Me neither. Because when he's in the moment, okay. he he loses that. I don't want to say logical thinking, but you know, he just loses reasoning. that reasoning. Okay. That oh no, I saw how this worked, and this is just this. It's there's too much going on for him to focus on. I know how this works. Right. There's right. too many other distractions. All right. I'm going to move on to what helped me with my social skills in Disney. Um. A big thing was pin trading. Uh, near the beginning, um, my mother had bought some pins that were on sale, and she had created a script, which was, uh, may I see your pins? If I liked a pin, could I trade for a so-and-so pin? And if I didn't, uh, no thank you. And uh, she would model it the fir- first few times, and then she would have me do it. And uh, there were rules like, uh, you can't be rude about it, and, uh, Give me your damn pins. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, this is funny because this is how Kevin's social skills deteriorated. <laughs> once we started pin trading, <laughs> he got nasty. <laughs> I don't want your damn pin. <laughs> that, should be the new, that should be the new sign-off, give me your damn pins. Says to the damn links. No, but that, I mean, it's just amazing. What it is is it gives him, a, it gives him something to say because he wants to communicate with people. He wants to have a conversation. But he doesn't know how to start it. He doesn't know what to say. So it just kind of – it was a, an icebreaker. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's, I, don't mean to keep, I don't mean to keep hammering this point home. But I've heard lots of people say that their kids were shy, yep. um, but were socially it. awkward. And pin trading helped them develop just the ability to talk to a complete stranger because they had a subject matter. I need to get still into this then. Seriously. She would be great. Yeah, I'm thinking it's my fantastic. niece Bridget. Yeah. yeah. But you know something? It's great true. for Bridget. If they have a set, Ben called it a script. Yeah. If they have a set script and then somebody deviates from it, that's kind of cool. And yeah. I've heard a lot of parents say that that's how their kids made, got contact with cast members, pin trading. Mm-hmm. And we just, we had some rules. It was only cast members. All those pin sharks walking right. through yeah, the no. park. We had nothing yeah. to do with them. We still don't. Um, it was just cast members only. Had to be done in a way that was polite. And for a long time, it was just me saying it and him standing beside me. And then eventually he would take a line or two and to the point where he would just now he just goes and he just does whatever. And you but still do pin trading? 
uh, from time to time. We don't do it as much, um, but we have a whole collection of pins on our yeah, walls. Yeah, she has almost every one, so there's no <laughs> point. Now, Ben, to me, this sounds amazing because the minute you had a chance to be on the microphone, um, you, you know, like last year at ABD, if you ever had a chance, you just got it and started talking to people. It just amazes me that you would have a hard yeah, time I, I, talking. Yeah, I, I, that's a really good point. I, I want people to understand that Ben came up. I invited Ben to join us while we were in California, I invited Ben to join us for a show. And he came up with the idea of doing the segment. This was his idea. No fear getting on the mic. And i got to tell you something. You know, we're about to do our fifth anniversary show, and we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, the, the ab- abject terror that we all felt the first time we had to sit in front of one of these things. Um. And you just seem to have you have a comfort level behind the mic that is unusual. Um, and you know, I thought, you know, when your mom first told me that you wanted to do this segment, I'm like, that would be awesome. But at the same time, if you had decided, okay, as it got closer, oh, okay, maybe I want to rethink this, that would have been cool too. Um, and so I kind of like, 25 percent of me was like, he might not do it. He might really get you know uncomfortable and not do it. Um, but you know, I just. It really is a testament to how far he has come that he's able to just kind of walk in. And this is an unusual day where we have 13 people sitting in this room right now, some of whom you don't know. Um, And there's always a lot going on, and there's a lot of discussion, and sometimes the table erupts and 15 people are talking, and, you know, he's – and you – uh, it's amazing. I'm, and that's you know, hard to do when there's 13 of us. It's hard for me. It's hard for me. <laughs> and I'm here every week. Um, so <laughs> it's like, believe me. So go ahead. Let me Is Julie scaring you? I may have. Sorry. She's very intimidating. <laughs> really? I mean, are you being honest? No. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> you can make her cry. <laughs> Can make Teresa like, am cry. I scaring my own child at home? <laughs> That's what Finley tells me. It's just because you're so pretty. He's all uncomfortable. Look, because you're so pretty. That's why. Oh, there you go. Oh, she, she, see, you made her cry. <laughs> okay, Ben. Does anybody in this room intimidate you that you're scared to talk in front of? Look straight at. Besides them. my mother. Yeah, besides your mom. <laughs> I would think that would be the most. Are you more? Um, yeah, I would think so too. Is it hard to? I, I know my Scott, kids are more outgoing when I'm Scott, he's got the creepy hat around. and the creepy mustache and the creepy beard, and he just sits back there and says nothing. Because yeah, you heard about his massage. <laughs> <laughs> I can't quit you. He's got that really. Well, I know my kids are on. more outgoing if I'm not around, so I didn't know if. Yeah, I am too. So yeah, yeah I, I just I'm not around, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I just got to tell you, there was a bet on the boards of how if we could get you to get that into this show. Yeah. <laughs> They have, it's like a drinking game now. Every time you say, I can't quit you, someone takes a shot. Someone takes a shot. <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted to see if we could fit it into every shot, and we just did. I think that's probably true for, for any child, when mom and dad aren't around. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. For sure. I think it's still true for me as an adult. It's I think I'm much more outgoing when I'm not around my parents. <laughs> How often are you around your parents? <laughs> Too often. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, another thing that... <laughs> Ben's taking Bob's role. He's going to go back online now. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's going to put this cart back on the track. Good for you, Ben. Another thing that did help with my social skills, uh, my mom made me order my own food. Oh. <clears throat> hmm. Um, 
Well, uh, my mom would help me decide what I wanted to eat. And once I had decided, uh, she would say, don't tell me, tell her, or him, or whoever was there. And it would help. What is going on back there? Yeah, knock it off. They're all just making fun of Grace, that's all. Oh, all right. Okay, well, we've got something else going on in the room right now, so. (laughs) Eyes up front. Go ahead. Um, So it kind of helped me uh, to figure out uh, how to do it, and uh, obviously it's going to be helpful in the future, like. I don't order my when own you're food. Ho- you're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> when you're hungry. How do I get food? <laughs> but you, you know, again on the Adventures by Disney trip, I saw absolutely no issue with you interacting with people. You were interacting with everybody. You were talking to everybody. You were talking with us. You, were, I mean, well, I mean, anything he if he feels fit- any sort of you know intimidation or you know nervousness, he he seems to me to just kind of keep it on the inside and set, probably you probably say to yourself. I'm going to be fine. I can do this. Whatever. But I also think you're more comfortable but, around adults. Yeah. Is that true? That yeah. you, you find you find adults easier to to relate to? Yeah. Teenagers are nasty and mean Amen. a lot of times. Well, they are. so are some of the people on our board. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know. <laughs> They're emotional teenagers you know, on steroids, <laughs> literally. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> you know, I mean. Cute get messages. us back on track, Ben. Bring um, us back in from But the you break. know, at the ABD trip, often. Um, you know, he keeps it together all day really well. And then at the end of the day, we weren't going, we weren't the ones going back to the parks. We weren't going to do other things. We weren't using all those fast passes. We were going back to our room, crawling on the bed, listening to some music. We were just hanging out. That's so, what I want to so do. We did. Yeah. That's what we did. We went exactly. Back so, you know, going back and, and going to the, we had had enough. So by it's that time. It's a lot of people yeah. time and socialization. It is. And it's a lot of having to be social. And he needs, when he's social for so long, like going to school all day. He needs the time when he gets home where he's just I'm not right social there with to you. anybody. I'm the same I say, way. I have that same thing. Yep. Did you do World of Color? Did you go to the, when they showed World of Color? Yeah, we all we yeah. went. We had a special uh, seating spot, so mm, it was nice because yeah. we didn't have to deal with the crowds and the big weight and everything to do it. Um, so we did, and he he really enjoyed I was that. Say that's not fireworks. That's not explosions. So no. that's gonna no. be really cool. Yeah. Um. Uh, final thing on my list here uh, of what helped me with my social interactions. Uh, was we would pick a country in Epcot, and before we went to that country, uh, we would write up some questions, and you know how uh, cast members in each Epcot country come from that direct country? Well, we would ask, uh, we would go to a country for a few hours, and my mom would have me ask the uh, cast members different questions about the countries, and uh, it helped me, well. Not like what only the- was it a social um you know, a little exercise. We homeschooled for a while, but so some of this was homeschooling activities. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Your mom's sneaky. She is. Very mom's, sneaky. Your mom's you good. You have no idea. She's Shoot, I wish that. my parents had made me go to Epcot to learn. I used encyclopedias. <laughs> <laughs> From 1960. <laughs> it's, fu- <laughs> it's funny. I had those that same yeah. set of multicolored encyclopedias. Exactly. Oh. Yep. All right. Um, uh, things I still have trouble with. Are the characters? I mean, not so much as the size because I'm bigger than most of them now. <laughs> you, you can take them, yeah. <laughs> but it's still more the social interaction because the uh, they're silent and you don't know what's going on exactly and how how to. Yeah, they could be an axe murderer for all you know. Exactly. <laughs> Great. That's that really yeah, helps. Right. That helped. <laughs> that's. Uh, I'm just saying, like that could be, really but that back. could be anything. No, like you know, even an adult, someone who's quiet and doesn't talk. 
You know, as I someone just that can't see they're their making face. Minimum wage. They're making minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> minimum wage. I find this entire segment just fascinating. Isn't it? Fascinating? I, I mean, I it, you can you can read about autism. You can see things on TV, but but tying it into something that we love and something that we're associated with, like every day, Disney. It's it's is amazing. This, is this amazing? It really is. Well, imagine being a grown up. You know, like when we're at. Um, some of the character breakfasts and they come up and you're sitting there and you're like okay hi rodents I'm trying to eat breakfast please leave me alone <laughs> and if you really don't like that you okay. know because it's, it's awkward it's Walter just has Asperger's too <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say but I come across as the mean one he's calling them rodents and telling them to get away <laughs> well, I mean, is do you, you prefer them to come to the table? Either, or no. can you say, like, if you're at a character breakfast, can you let them know, you know, you don't have to come by our table? you know table? what we did? We, you know how they always tell you to put your child on the outside so the characters can come up behind uh, yeah. them? We did it the opposite way. Gotcha. So we always made sure we had a table where he could sit away from the characters, where he could see them. I do that with John. But they could. <laughs> with me. Yeah. So they, yep, exactly. So they could see him, he could see them, Smart. but they didn't come near. And we would just. And that was okay. Yep. Uh, yeah. It was a little awkward I, for I, him, but there was no threat. There was a table. Yeah. They couldn't get to him. Did you, Unless they jumped over it. But. Did you read about this, or did something you learned on the fly? How did you know to do Yeah, that? Yeah, how did you figure out a lot of this stuff? Was it just trial and error? or Common was, sense? Do you know, I joined the boards back for her, his first trip when he was three, and a lot of this I read on the boards. Mm. I spent a lot of time on the disabilities wow, boards. Wow, you've been on the boards that long? I have. Wow. I have. I was very quiet. Um, but, yeah. I think that's reflected in a lot of our yeah, I spent a lot of time and uh, a lot of time on the disabilities boards. Learned a lot of these tricks. Um, right, at, the first time I went to a character meal, they said put him on the outside so the characters. I thought, yep, nope, that's not going to work. So we flipped it around, and I would just say as they came up, you know, I'm just going to take a picture. You can sign his book, and he's more than happy to wave to you, Mickey. And we just left it at that. Oh. That's awesome. I know on the ABD trip, I kind of just ran to the buffet every time the characters Yeah, came. he was... <laughs> okay. Because it's harder for him oh, now that he's older. Cause yeah, that's why I was going yeah. to the buffet so often. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it comes a character, got to get more bacon. <laughs> <laughs> There's Piglet, makes me want bacon. <laughs> Look, Piglet, it's your cousin. <laughs> I know, Look, who character comes to Mulan? I'm going to get pancakes. <laughs> Pinklet, I got pork sausage. Ooh, your mother. Well, that's what I said when we go to the Crystal Palace breakfast. It's hard to get bacon with Piglet hugging you. Oh, no, I love that part. Is there a difference with, with characters that are face characters? Yes, that, we call that, was a little yeah. bit, that was definitely easier for him where they could talk and communicate with him. Uh, that was definitely easier. Tigger always had a liking for him. I think it was the, the red hair and... And so from a very young age, Tigger would just kind of be walking to a meet and greet and sneak up behind him and was like, oh, Tigger, I am going to take you out. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to be on the news. <laughs> I was going to be one of those. Well, I think we're kids with red hair are kind of a magnet anyway. Yeah. And I think it, so. It, it's kind of always Definite looking and running interference. Like and I've for seen people him. who can't see Ben, Ben has red hair. Yeah. <laughs> He's a ginger. <laughs> Change. Sorry, they're not unusual for me. There are a lot of redheads in my family, so when I see a redheaded person, I'm just like, oh, whatever. There's yeah, there one. was a lot in my family. See, I love red hair. I think that's, I think that's, you know. Oh, I was convinced one of mine would have been a redhead because my mother's redheaded. I am convinced that at 15, though, it's probably not the best thing in the world. I'm yeah, right. no. Well, it's like anything else as a teenager. You don't want to stand anything out and that be different. Anything out. that makes you different. Right. Okay, we get off track again. Sorry. Yeah. Continue your list. Welcome to the show, Ben. <laughs> All right. Uh, this can be your new thing this trip. <laughs> Putting up with us. 
Oh, now he has to he has to sit at the table every time he's in town. All right. You have got to sit at the table every time you're in town. You've earned your you've, monster. You have earned your bona fides today, my friend. Sweet. I'm excited then. Even more for all right. It's gonna be like ask the ginger autistic kid will be a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> ask the ginger. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 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 You know, if you tell people you're from the Netherlands, you're really in. Well, Ben created the whole ask. That's ask right. Another person. Ask segment. another that people. Was, that was Ben's ask idea. Another people. That was that was Ben's idea. That was people. Ben's idea. Ask another people was Ben's idea. All right. Uh, another thing I. <laughs> He really has done Bob's job. Okay, back on track. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I still have trouble with is 3D shows. Um, as I said before, uh, a couple weeks ago, I went to see Harry Potter, and I kept the glasses off because still at the time, you don't know. It, you can't really tell yourself, oh, it's not real. It's not actually coming at you. So if you have the glasses off, it takes you the first couple of times. But once your eyes start to get trained, you kind of... You can see the picture clearly, and it's. It, I think they show Harry Potter non three D, right, Mom? They do. But he was out. going with his girlfriend, oh. and it was sold Wait. out. Yes, Ben yes. has a girlfriend. This is gr- new information. Yes. Okay, let's tease him after he's finished. No, I, we've been talking about this for so long. I only read the girlfriend. <laughs> That's the is she a ginger too? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not natural. Off track, off track. <laughs> inappropriate. Okay. All right, anyway. We're heading toward Inappropriateville. <laughs> Next stop. Uh, all right, uh, another big thing. <laughs> Did you ever see somebody with red hair blush? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Ben. <laughs> all right, um, weather conditions are still a big thing. I hate getting wet, and I hate sweating, uh, again, because of the feel of it. I have Asperger's. <laughs> Keep saying that. <laughs> So, but you know, obviously because of your school schedule, it's probably, you know, one of the only times you can come down. Right. Yeah. See, before he was in high school, it didn't matter. I took him out all the time. Mm -hmm. We don't have the same rules. Mm -hmm. We're not as strict as some of the states are about taking your kids out of school. And I knew he was getting way more education. I mean, we're being with me for two weeks Mm -hmm. in Disney than he was sitting in a classroom. So I used to take him out quite a bit. Now that he's in high school, it's harder. So we have to travel during these times have you ever been to a water park once actually not a big fan of water parks happened to you know because you you get wet but then you still got to walk around mm-hmm. wet and then you're waiting in line to get wet the next time and yeah. and then you go somewhere you got if you're wet and then you get sand between your toes man that's it's you don't want to see stick me like to that. your resort bowl and castaway isn't a huge success for us either when we cruise i usually just chill back at the ship too. You have it all to yourself, basically. Yeah. You both have Asperger's. <laughs> He's describing me. I have a doctor's license now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dr. Ben. Um, doing something new uh, is still a big thing because, again, it's the unknown and you don't really know. I mean, it's not as bad now. I, I am more outgoing with rides. I'll still... Uh, I'll I'll go on them. Uh, now I'm not as terrified. I don't have to be pushed as much. Like uh, like I was saying last night, I I want to go on that one coaster in uh, California's Adventure. What's that? Oh, the oh, oh, California, California Screaming. Yeah, 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 yeah that one. The one that stopped. 
and people had to be rescued from. Thanks, John. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah, you, really. John. <laughs> do you have what is the matter with you? <laughs> oh, really? Do you have a? Do you have time? Why do can people call you segment? genius? That's why. <laughs> yes, you, can I have a whole segment? A okay, segment. I'm going to bring you, in yeah, you can do a segment on like What's brain damage at Disney World. <laughs> okay. Do you have coping mechanisms that you use yourself? Uh, yes, I do actually. Oh. Um, I uh, one thing I do is if noises are bugging me too much, I have my iPod with me. I actually, do right now. Um, and I s- surprised you haven't put it in yet. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> me too. Um. I just put my headphones in and listen to music. I have uh, the in-ear buds, so it kind of noise cancels everything else. Okay, I'm curious. What do you listen to? I'm a very mismatched person. Um, I listen to some old-school Eminem, uh, some gorillas. You've probably never heard of them. Excuse me? All I'm right. only 30! You made her squeak again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, really. I What's know who the gorillas squeak? are. All right, good, good, good. <laughs> then yeah. went to a gorillas concert. Chris took him. Oh, that's cool. And it was oh, amazing. I loved it. It's amazing. And uh, I listen to some Billy Talent and stuff like that. Okay, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I I, I have all different You're tastes. You're too old. Yeah, too old. Mm, poor me. He, and he has classic rock on his iPod. He I has Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. I love Johnny wow. Cash. I mean, it's such an eclectic collection. I have curious. like over 700 songs. I'm that cool. Cool. <laughs> did you just say I'm that cool? Yes, yes I, I did. did. <laughs> yes, he did. But I agree. It's okay. Ew. <laughs> He's he 15. Is. Of course he is he's that, that cool. cool. Just teasing him. And you have your Game Boy, too. Yeah, I also have my DS. Uh, if I need something to focus on, I just play. It. I just pull it out and play a game. Mm. Yeah. All right, moving on. Another big thing is uh, the Haunted Mansion, the graveyard scene, where there's three graves where uh, things pop out at you. Mm-hmm. I always close my eyes for that exact part because I don't really want... Th- coming at me even though you know it's coming yeah still it's more like the anticipation of it coming now it okay it just terrifies me so i just close my eyes what about if they change a ride that you know like the haunted mansion now there's a different ending does that something that bothers you or is it cool to now see something new It, it can it can but uh not hugely it's not as bad as it once was I and mean, so i, I know warned them that it had changed and at the end, the ghosts were going to look a little different. and But I knew it wasn't anything that was going to... I mean, having a dreams agent for a mother, I mean, you get you get, you get a lot of this new information and you kind of know exactly what the changes are. There you go. Love yeah. the plug. Advertisement. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, the final, <laughs> final thing on my list is uh, social interactions. Because uh, uh, you may not think of it, but... I still have trouble uh, thinking of things to talk about and uh, how to talk about things. I mean, I do want these social interactions. I'm not just like, oh, yeah, I'm staying away from people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's very difficult. Now, uh, what would you say to uh, an eight-year-old kid dealing with Asperger's or autism right now that may be listening to this? What would be your, if you had to boil it down to one message, what would your message to him be, or her? Uh, stay strong and don't let anyone put you down, basically. Um, I know I had doctors that told me that I could never go to a regular school. I would have to go to a special school, hmm. and I would need a bunch of ex- uh, assistance. But now I'm going into grade 10. I had uh, 
honor roll the first semester. There you go. Wow. And uh, I'm taking all academic courses, so. And aren't you on the football team? Yes, as well. And he's I'm on, also the on the football team. team. And he has a girlfriend. Yes. Oh, and, yeah, he just so did, and he just did Epcot by himself. So, so Dr. Ass Clown, take that. <laughs> 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 you could say you still have trouble like doing new things. So have you kissed your girlfriend yet? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mother in the room. <laughs> I would Close imagine, your Mom, take your head That will be something that is, you no, know, he has a little not, intimidating. He's they been, oh, they hold on. hands. They hold hands. No, I haven't. <laughs> but Air I mean, quotes. that's still something that you could become very nervous about. Listen, I'm yeah. sure, Any like the first time. Is well, yes, yeah, but exactly. for him, I'm even more so. Talking about it. Really, I'm but uncomfortable. I'm, I wasn't, I'm sorry. I'm probably. I'm going to ask my son the same things. I want to know along the same lines. <laughs> I asked, but I asked them when there weren't twelve other people. Okay, who wants to <laughs> kick in for Ferris's therapy now? <laughs> <laughs> along the same lines. Well, I am a doctor now, so. How do you deal about? How do you deal with football? Because football must be a super, you never know what's oh, going to happen in football. It is. Um, I know w- the mud on the ground bugged me a lot, so I got oh. some football uh, gloves that I wear now. And, and sweating. Yeah, sweating's a big thing, but not You're as much. In Canada, mu- it's not as bad, right? I was on the spring cap, actually. Oh yeah. It was 103 in Canada the other day. Oh, I want to hear him. I want to hear yeah, his answer. And uh, it's not as bad because you have the shoulder pads and there's nothing really sticking to you. Because it's already uh, tight on, so it's almost like that clingy feeling really gets to you, like yeah, clinging too tight or yeah. Okay. What about the unknown of people coming at you and possibly hitting you? I mean, does that freak you out? Uh, it does, but where I am, really, uh, you're looking at everyone who could possibly hit you, whether it be peripherals or. What's right your in. position then? I am a lineman. I'm oh, for it. Okay. <laughs> I'm for it. It. Yes. Shut up, hey, Kevin. <laughs> Just shut up. I knew it was coming. <laughs> but I mean, you guys—you practice and run certain plays, so you do know what to expect as far as what on your team what is concerned. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's just you know I I I know from uh, my uh, my younger brother Kevin, uh, uh, also autistic. Um. We think it's Asperger's, but it was never diagnosed because I think back in those days, they didn't call it that. And they also said to my mother very at a very young age for him, you're going to have to institutionalize him. He will never be mainstreamed in school. The special, and my mother was not, you know, my mother's a lot like you. She wasn't going to take that. And my mother, you know, this is a woman, my mother's a woman who dropped out of school in the 10th grade to go support her family. So... She went to the library, and she pulled every book she could find. She read everything she could find. She talked to every person she could find that had any information on this. And she sat, I remember so clearly, her sitting at the kitchen table. Around, like it, was, it seemed like it was around the clock, working with Kevin on reading, on speech, on everything. Got him into school, and at first he was in special classes. But then I think it was about fourth or fifth grade, she decided... He was ready to be mainstreamed. And the school, I remember her getting the phone call from the school saying they weren't going to do it and hearing her on the phone with that principal and going down to that school the next day and ripping them apart and be damned if he wasn't put into mainstream classes. Then they find out, oh, wait a second, he's got a genius IQ. Kevin and I had a long discussion about World War II the other day. an incredibly smart young man. Yep. He's going to be going to UCF soon. He's at Valencia. Yep. 
he is, uh, you know, it, it's it, it, and again, never be able to do this or do that or do this or do that. And I mean, not that he still doesn't struggle with things. He has other issues as well. Exactly. But you know, he, uh, uh, you know, so when you talk about that, it's it's. There's so many stories out there like that. That you know, so when 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 these doctors say things, sometimes it's not that they're not well-meaning. It's just that they don't. Un- they they look at things only from one small aspect. Never underestimate the power of a mother. Never, never, never <laughs> underestimate the drive and the passion yeah. of a mother for their child or a father exactly. for their child, and what that parent can do to affect change That's and why for they call parents it practice never yeah. ever let anybody tell you you shouldn't dream for your child that that to me there's nothing worse you can tell for a parent you may have to adjust the dream along the way mm-hmm. but you are entitled to dreams and goals everything for your child and never let anybody i know a lot of people try to tell me that i needed to adjust my expectations that um i wasn't being realistic in where you know he was heading and I just wouldn't accept that. And I know not too long ago, Ben said to me, do you ever wish you had a normal kid? Oh. oh. <laughs> it broke my heart. Oh. I thought, ne- I never wished for anybody but you. Uh, because I, I think you I, have to adjust your expectations. You uh, don't yeah. think they're high enough. Yeah. And he said, he goes, yeah, but don't you wish I didn't have this or I didn't have that? And I wouldn't take one piece of anything away because I don't know what makes him exactly him. And he is so incredibly perfect the way he is. Oh, God, yes. I wouldn't want to take one piece and of that away. let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I've had different challenges in my life, but I've had, I've had some big mountains to climb. They make you a better person. They make you a stronger person. They, make you, they make you ready to deal with situations that... They make you ready to deal with situations that lesser people would crumble under. I have to tell you, we just had a discussion about Julie the, uh, Sunday night and how lucky Julie and Ferris are. Ferris and Finley. I, I, no, I, I was talking about Julie and Ferris. Oh. Ferris is lucky that he found Julie, but Julie's lucky that she has Ferris. Mm-hmm. It brings out the best in you. Exactly, and that's exactly what I said. I said, I am so lucky that God chose me for you. Because it would break my heart to think somebody else got to raise you. Because, and I told Julie that when she, I sent her, sent her a, a message when she had first announced about Ferris. And I said, this is a gift and mm-hmm. you're going to see it as a gift. And you, you know, I used to, for a while I went to autism society meetings. Oh, oh Teresa's coming in for the hug. <laughs> and for the longest time I had to stop going. It was so depressing. It's listening to people. Why me? And why me? And oh, this is so hard. It's like, shut up and get over yourself. Because all this time you're sitting here, why me, why me? Your kid needs you. Go, Just go do it. I told John Sunday night, Julie is my new hero. I watched her with that little boy, and I thought to myself, she's amazing. Exactly. But I... Half the room is I in love, tears right love, now. I mean, I love doing things with both my kids and watching them grow, but it's it's definitely different with Ferris because... I know things are going to be different for him than for Finley, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'll be nervous the first time Finley goes to a theme park by herself, but I think I'll be a basket case the first time Ferris does. I might have to send them together. (laughs) (laughs) I was in a meeting with these guys on Saturday when he was at Epcot. I was beside (laughs) myself. And like Pete said, you're thinking he's at Epcot. He's 15. Yeah, because, you know, because, again, I I just, I, I need you to understand 
how you present to the world. Yeah. Okay? Whatever is going on inside your head, we can't see it. None of it's visible. None. And to me, and I hate using this word because it's, it's the, the word really is, is a, it's a stupid word, but to me, you present as a, an absolutely normal 15-year-old boy. Maybe a little more exceptional than in, in in certain areas because, like I said, you know, the fact that you're willing to come sit on the show like this, the, you know, the way you grab the mic out in California when we had to do that that you know emergency show, uh, the way you stepped up with that, the way you interact with people uh, with adults, it's kind of exceptional. Um, but you know, so when you ask your mom, uh, do you ever wish I had a, a normal kid? Um, you are. I do. I know. That's you are. I, mean, I do. She does already. I've got better than normal. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's why we couldn't understand why you were so concerned Saturday because we see him. We just don't and see it's like it. He's a big 15-year-old boy. What's right. the problem? You know, we haven't been on this 15-year journey, so we have right. no right. idea. Right. Well, see, now hearing this stuff, right. now all of a sudden it makes like, it more amazing. Wow, because it just there's nothing about you. There is absolutely nothing about how you present that tells me that story, that tells me, oh, okay, there's, a, there's, a, there's an issue there. There's an issue there. Nothing. At all. So, I mean, my only reference for someone that had Asperger's, you know, this is going <laughs> to show you guys, but reality TV. Um, America's Next Top Model had a contestant and then Amazing Race. They had a partner. They were best friends. Um, and you could see that he had trouble with things, but I never imagined that it was to the extent to where he was probably scared to death. Yep. And still did a lot of the challenges that were put, you know, towards him. So, I mean, you must, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the show. Oh, we did. We watched I mean, it faithfully. I mean, he must have been like a hero kind of for you. You know, someone that could teaches you, I apologize do these crazy word. things. The other thing this teaches you is until you've walked a mile in someone else's shoes, you have no freaking idea what someone else is dealing exactly. with or looking at the world through their, their eyes. You never know. Watching someone who has to sit on a bus seat by themselves, you never know the reason why. Right. And I think to myself, when I read these things on the boards, it makes me see red because you don't have that background story and you don't deserve it. That's right. You don't need to know. How about I've, I, what happened to just being compassionate for people? Right. For whatever the reason was, just be compassionate. The flip side of that is as much negativity as there is on the internet, there's this positive that comes out of it because you can now connect with other people we found a home we found a place with people who wanted to go to disney whose kids felt exactly like mine when they were there and we had to do all of these things we found a home there i met a stepfather (laughs) 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 okay now we have to explain that yeah because that sounded bad (laughs) my husband and i we were married four years i found another uncle (laughs) We've been married four years next month, and we met on the Disboards. We did. And uh, that's the other thing. When Chris came into our lives, it really helped me with Ben because it, it allowed me to see Ben through fresh eyes, whereas Chris didn't have the history of, mm-hmm. of all the really hard years. He was seeing what he was seeing now. Yeah. And so it was kind of helping me, and he would say, you know, you need to let him go a little bit. Like when he wanted to go to Epcot, it was three conversations with Chris. Are you sure I should let him? How should I do that? Are you sure? And it's Chris that says, you know what? Let him go. It's Chris that talked me into letting him play he's, football. I, think, and I mean, he's a blessing for both of you, but especially oh, for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris is. If you ever see Chris and Ben together, you, there's no doubt. That oh, they yeah. They were meant to be together. They were meant to it be was. together. Well, well this, has, this has honestly been uh, uh, 
the best segment we've had on this show in a very, very long time. I was just going to say, when we do that fifth anniversary thing where you ask us what our favorites are. Yeah, this, this is on my list, yeah. You want to just finish your last paragraph? Ben? Uh, sure. This is the very last one. You don't have to do oh, it's all about... No, yeah. I, want, I, want, I want to... I want to oh. Okay, honey, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Back uh, off, woman. <laughs> <laughs> Get in the kitchen and make me some pie. <laughs> oh, oh, are you going to make pie? <laughs> Yeah. Boy dance. I'm just giving him lines to use when he goes home. This is what I do. This is what I do with the children. I give yeah, them things to tell their parents. Just remember when he's told to find alternate living arrangements that you gave him the lines. There's a, there's a great spare bedroom with its own private bathroom right in there. Perfect. Sweet. Um, and every video game system known to man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, now I don't need the guest assistance card anymore. Um, this weekend, for as you guys said, uh, this weekend for the first time, I spent a couple hours in Epcot alone, uh, which was a pretty big step. And I also did test track uh, alone while I was there uh, just a couple trips ago, well, actually a year ago. Um, I remember like crying in line because I was so terrified, and now it's nothing. It's another ride, and it's fun, and. Uh, I also rode uh, Space Mountain alone uh, yesterday, and up until a couple of trips ago, I would never, would never go even go near on it. it. He asked me, she goes, I want to ride Space Mountain. I'm like, oh, Ben, I can't. It gives me a headache. And I said, he said, well, I'll go. I don't mind waiting. Go oh, ahead. Wow. And I texted Chris from outside. You're never going to believe where I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, another thing I want to just uh, give to a piece of information to give uh a lot of parents with uh, autistic children and uh, special needs. Um, the sum of all thrills ride is amazing. It's in in interventions in uh, Epcot. Uh, it the lineup's never really big. I mean, I usually wait like ten fifteen minutes at most. Uh, basically, you get to make your own ride. Uh, every single aspect: uh, the height, uh, the speed. Uh, each individual track, uh, how it goes, and then they give you like a little arm thing, I guess, with uh, two seats at the very end of it, and you get to ride through it, hmm. and it's absolutely amazing because there's no sound, uh, loud sounds, no sudden movements uh, or lights or anything. And you designed it, so you know. Yeah, if there's no happen. unknown whatsoever. Right. You know every single aspect of the ride. And wow. you went upside down for the first yeah, time. Yeah, and I went upside down. And so after he did that, he's like, I think I want to try a roller coaster that goes upside down. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Wow. Yeah. Uh, all one right. One thing about that ride, I don't mean to cut you off, Ben, is that you have the option to stop it, too. If you don't like what's going on, you can yep. stop it. Exactly. Kill all button. the other rides, you're on it until yeah, it's Yeah, you're over. on it until it's over. Exactly. Um, so um, finally, I want to say hello to my uh, dad, Chris, up in Canada. And my mom's special friends, Caleb and Sawyer. Awesome. Awesome. I, I got to tell you, job. great job. Yes, excellent. Great, great job, uh, Ben. I, I can't thank you enough for coming and sharing that. I, it was really courageous. Thank it you. It really took a lot of courage to come and share that. You're sharing that with a lot of people. But I think you helped a lot of people. I know you helped a lot of people in this room. Absolutely. Just educate us because... You know, like I said, I this has not been really part of my reality. So, the, I mean, it's it, it's awesome, and 
I know there was a lot there. There were a lot of people listening um, that are going to be helped by this. So um, I, I, I can't thank you enough. Thank you for coming up with the idea, and thank you for being willing to come in here and, and talk to us about. it. And you were so organized. That was awesome. Too. That was fantastic. I had some help from my mother. Highly, <laughs> highly unusual for this show. <laughs> highly unusual. Teresa, so. take notes. Could you teach Teresa how to do this? Uh, I'm not much of a teacher, but... That's all right. Well, that will do it uh, for this segment, and we hope you enjoyed it again. Thank you very much to both Ben and Tracy for sitting in. So that will do it. And why is it my music playing? There we go. That'll do it. And we'll be back with you again next time with another episode of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Eventually.